0: And join me, Nico Penguin, for another exciting episode of Nico Penguin's Gamer's Guide to Productivity, where we can uncover the incredible ways gaming can enhance our lives today. Today, we welcome Karen Mendoza, a seasoned Chief Business Development Officer. But I heard there's a new position she's going to let us know soon. Uh, She has an extensive experience in the gaming industry. She spent over a decade at Nintendo. That is correct the nintendo uh, so tune in as we delve into karen's journey and discover how to use gaming to improve our skills make meaningful connection, connections and reach our goals karen thank you so much for joining us today
1: thanks nico so happy to be here with you
0: and you did mention earlier that you have a new position so the information that i have clearly is old news so please let us know what you do now
1: yeah right on i've um, for the past year i've been working at Box technologies and mm-hmm. uh, they are based in montreal canada but mm-hmm. i am, am uh, still based in san francisco california that's my, that's my home base but i travel to montreal often and what Box technologies what they do is they do high fidelity haptics and immersive technology in entertainment in all forms of entertainment um such as movie theaters you mm-hmm. you might have uh, experienced some box motion activated cinema seats in yep, uh, yep. a few uh, theaters out there um we work a lot with cinemarks um cineplex and all sorts of different um theater uh ex- ex- exhibitors and then we also do um Sim sim racing, so uh, racing simulators. So we work a lot with F one and NASCAR and all sorts of fun, uh, fun motorsports um, companies uh, to to promote our hyper realistic, uh, immersive action uh, using our haptic technology. And then now we're also getting into gaming. And at CES in Las mm-hmm. Vegas uh, last month, we were just there to unveil our new haptic gaming chair that we're in development with Cooler Master. So um, some exciting things for me happening at D-Box for the past year. But uh, before that, I was working at Legendary Shift, which is the parent company of Game Truck and Mm -hmm. Bravest Esports. And then, as you mentioned in my intro, I spent 15 years, so a decade and a half, at Nintendo of America doing all sorts of different cool um, roles and positions, mostly on the sales and marketing side of Nintendo.
0: Wow, that's actually so intriguing. So this is literally the behind the scenes of what gaming comes, because supposedly uh, Nintendo started off as a very low key and humble business. But in order to get to where it is now, as well as any liable company, you have to have people marketing it. You have to have people pushing for sales. And so I'm glad that you came in, in order to give us that kind of uh, credible feedback regarding how that happens. But before we do so, I want to know, are you a gamer? Do you play games? And if not, what is your experience?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely play games. Um, I'm more of a casual gamer. I will, um, <laughs> although, although I don't work at Nintendo anymore, I will always be a Nintendo fan. And okay. in fact, my very, very first game, um, Nintendo. i'm sorry my very first video game product um mm-hmm. a lot for a lot of people it was the nes for me it was the wow. nintendo game and watch uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the game and watch it's the portable uh one they actually kind of re-released it in a limited edition you know classics version yep. uh and because my family um immigrated from the philippines to the u.s and i came here when i was six years old so true american dream story for my family and uh when i got here you know in the early 80s uh definitely surrounded by all very cool things things that toys r us and things just electronics were were all the rage and um and so the two My two favorite things that I got as a child was my Mickey Mouse watch and this game and watch from Nintendo. And so, you know, to to have been able to work there uh, in my career journey was kind of a dream come true uh, because I I definitely love the product. But sorry for the long winded answer. But yeah, I still play games today. My favorite all time timeless classic is Mm -hmm. Mario Kart i i play with my family i've got two kids and a husband and we always play mario kart uh, when we've got family parties and then my second favorite is another mario game which is mario tennis because i'm a big tennis fan and i just love all the -the over-the-top action of all the mario sports you know so um so that's what i play and i watch a lot i watch a lot of um on twitch and YouTube. just because I I want to stay in touch with the business, the industry, and right, I've, been, right, right. I've been I've been watching a lot of um just esports like uh, League of Legends. The World Championships took Ooh. place here,
0: love that here
1: in uh, San Francisco at the Chase Center, and just the whole production of it all was was I mean I, it's it's amazing. um I'm hoping that with my influence at uh in in cinemas and theaters that we can. Kind of me- mesh, you know, gaming events like that, like the mm-hmm. world um, championships, into um, movie theaters, and that's that's kind of the uh, the overall goal here in, in what we're trying to do.
0: Oh, you definitely got a fan in that. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> what, especially if there's like an ace or a, a super a super play, and the seats rumble and whatnot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, but I did think uh, to ask, uh, since you mentioned that Mario Kart is one of your favorite all-time classics, I have to know, who's your go-to Mario Kart character?
1: You know, I like Yoshi. Yoshi oh. uh, <laughs> is my go-to. Um, but I also, because I, I forgot to, my my um, ranking up there in one of my favorite Nintendo titles is Splatoon, Uh, i don't know if you're familiar with splatoon right it's kind of like their homage to a first person shooter but it's Mm -hmm. like with shooting um (laughs) and so they have these inkling characters that have the cutest and coolest gear uh Mm -hmm, that they mm -hmm. have and i I like to play that on mario kart as well but rainbow road is is my classic favorite uh, track to to play on it's hard but uh (laughs) if you can stay on
0: yeah i can't i can't do too well on there uh i fall off way too I often fall
1: off, right
0: i usually beat most of my friends but if we play that one it's uh anybody can beat me because it's uh it's, it's so tough. tough yeah and, and now i did want to also ask since you did mention um that your company is actually possibly into getting persuaded into doing uh, things of that nature. Would it be just in regards to like League of Legends or World Championships, or would it be uh to um a vast majority of esports?
1: All things. I mean, anything and everything. I mean, I think you know the state of the union when it comes to movie theaters. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're just wrapping up, or we just wrapped up the calendar year twenty twenty two with some great blockbuster. Films that reached a billion dollars in um, global box office sales, Top Gun being one of them, yeah. right? Um, and Avatar, Way of Water, uh, mm-hmm. just reached that uh, over $2 billion um, now. And then Jurassic Dominion. And so we, even with that, I think there is this overarching um, trend that theater owners movie theater owners are always looking for other forms of entertainment to bring families and moviegoers to entertain them in these large multiplexes so we've been at Box, we've been you know working and talking with them about bringing gaming or even racing right sim racing mm-hmm, to their mm-hmm. lobbies arcades or this the auditoriums with the larger large screens um, because these are all forms of entertainment that people really uh, want to get into and love to get into, um, and and I think I think it's 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 gonna happen. I mean, last night I just went to um, not that I'm a big BTS fan, but uh, I was I was definitely uh, there at the <laughs> cinemas last night watching yep. the BTS uh, be live streamed from Busan. Um, And it was a concert. Right. Mm -hmm. So so all these forms of alternative forms of programming for the movie theater auditoriums are all great um, uh, forms of entertainment. Like I said, anime is another one, gaming, concerts, music festivals, whatever else that that people might want to get into the to gather in a in, in a intimate setting
0: now i do have to say even though i love gaming i gotta put a pause asterisk there because i did see the one piece film Red, oh my goodness and i saw one piece uh the one before i, I forgot the name it slipped my mind in theaters i never honestly would have thought that i would have seen anime in theaters let alone in like really i saw it uh really 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 high quality and i was like oh my goodness and the sub not the dub you You know i'm not (laughs) trashing dub but i'm just saying i saw i was like oh my goodness this is amazing especially the fight scenes where you can feel the intensity of the game uh, of the of the anime and it makes me think if that were to happen with large um action oriented uh games like league of legends maybe even either a call of duty tournament or whatever other game event um because i I know for a fact the gaming is becoming a super large uh, organization worldwide, globally. Just like sports, you know, you have different sports from soccer, football, and basketball. And when when large uh, events like the world championship, the playoffs, etc., are going on, a lot of people, you know, watch online or at home. But there's other people like me. I would love, I would love for the opportunity to go to a theater and just mingle with other people as if we're literally cheering on the team whether or not that's my team or not it's irrelevant i just want to go it's it's about
1: the community experience right and it's about that fan engagement and and you're absolutely right nico there's there's probably hundreds or thousands of people that would do that instead of watching it just you know from from their room or from their um from their own house why not go to your local theater and and mix and mingle with other like-minded people who share the same you know share the same hobbies or or you know want to be a fan and as or a spectator for that kind of an event? So um, so that's I I think I think we're gonna try to do something with the movie theaters and gaming kind of that crossover effect. Um, and uh, I think that you'll start to see more and more uh, movie theaters kind of mix in uh, different forms of, uh, of programming other than blockbuster films from Hollywood. You know,
0: now, when you'd mentioned haptic, uh, the first thing that came to mind was Ready Player One. It just made me think yep. of like a haptic suit, VR going to the extreme next level. I I don't know. I'm ignorant. So fill me in. Is that something that's also coming down the pipeline or is that just strictly for uh, movie entertainment purposes only?
1: You know, there's there's some realism in in that whole storyline that uh, Ready Player One showed us. I think we're still. A ways out. I mean, mm-hmm. because right now, even the, the the VR headsets that are in the market, they're still quite heavy and bulky yeah. on the face. They've got to get lighter. I mean, as light as like sunglasses, or as you know, natural to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to get there. I mean, I'm I'm waiting to see what Apple is going to reveal in their Ooh. you know their next headset. I want to see what development that Google has made to their Google Glass. Um, certainly, meta has 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 made a name, has done yeah. a whole rebranding of the the company to to get ready for the metaverse. But, um, so haptics, uh, if I can just kind of educate the audience oh, on do, um, on so so we probably the, the most basic form of haptics of what we know today in mass market, is mm-hmm. like what we see on our phones, right? The, in the settings where it vibrates mm-hmm. to remind us to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. either stand up or or your timers up. Yeah, that is a form of haptics. That's one dimension, vibration. Mm-hmm. But at Dbox, we do high fidelity haptics. What, what that means is we not only do we do vibration mm-hmm. technology, but we also can do um, motion and textures, And vibration. So if you add all of those three things, motion, texture, and vibration, you can create all sorts of very cool nuance and subtle um, forms of almost altered perceptions of, of, you know, your current state Um, without, without taking any psychedelics, I guess. (laughs) Right. It's, 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 it's really, you know um, when we when we do a haptic when we encode a movie, let's say Top Gun Maverick, right. with haptics technology, you take a two our, our haptic designers at mm-hmm. D Box, and we have almost um, twenty haptic designers at D Box, um, our company. And what they do is they take a two hour film reel directly from like Paramount Pictures uh, from mm-hmm. the studios. Mm-hmm. And they look at every frame and not every frame is going to have emotion, right? I mean, right, if two right. people are just having a dialogue, yeah, there's probably not going to be any action or, or, um, any vibration that's needed, but when now you're doing the dogfight scene in top gun, mm-hmm. and now you've got this, you know, um, jet fighting action, well then yeah, you can simulate uh, that with the motion, uh, with the movement and the programming of our actuators mm-hmm. to, to move it. And then the texture that um, how we define the texture is, you know, if you're if you're driving over cement, it's going to be a different feeling than if you're driving over grass. right Right. one is more gravelly grindy Uh and and the other is more soft and 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 with the texture technology that we can program into our haptic design you'll be able to feel that without having grass or gravel there so again it's this altered sort of hyper realistic but altered perception almost tricking the mind but while your eyes see the the visuals on screen and your ears hear the 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 spatial audio or whatever audio technology is happening in the auditorium we're just basically adding now the effect of um using your body as the vehicle to Mm -hmm. add more sensations to be immersed into the action of the film or the game or the race if if you were you know doing an f1 race or something Ooh, so, said,
0: or the game
1: or the game yeah because we can do this with games that's what we're developing right now we're we're, um, we're working with ubisoft to um, what assassin's creed valhalla right it's what like- yes yes and so so you can take um and this is what like I said, we we get this at CES, the consumer Mm -hmm. electronic show in Las Vegas last month. And um, we had people, journalists, media sit down in our haptic gaming chair that we developed with Cooler Master. We had them play through um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And, you know, if you're riding a horse you can feel like you're riding a horse if you're in a boat, you can feel like you're actually floating on the stream or the river in a boat if you are taking a point of view of the bird's flight because there's a bird flight in the game you can yeah, yeah, actually yeah. feel the floating effect of um and the flying effect of a bird it's and and that's what high fidelity haptics uh, can do then, and, and only DBox can do uh, now for most gamers, the haptics that they mostly experience is through kind of the rumble of the controller mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. in PlayStation five. That is a form of haptics. Right. I would call that kind of the basic form of haptics. Right, and, right, right, right. So, but now if you add that rumble to the controller in now a seated environment, like with our haptic gaming chair, or even if we had a haptic headset, right now you're talking about more immersive um, experiences, very close to like the Ready Player One scenario. Eventually, you know, cause, cause I do think that in our space and this ecosystem of high fidelity, high fidelity haptics, there will be a vest, there will be gloves, right. there will be, you know, jetpacks or whatever, you know, we can think up of, um, just to feel like you are there in the game, in the action without actually being there, you know? So it's exciting
0: but is it is it currently a headset that's being used to get immersed, or or what is the tool to get there?
1: Well, the tool to get there. There's a couple of different devices. There's a couple of different peripherals. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, um, you know, the, the, I, like I said, I think the the VR headset technology still needs to get. Better in mm-hmm. terms of the weight on the the, the face or the head, <laughs> it's yep, yep, still yep. quite a heavy peripheral. But I do see them improving that, getting thinner and thinner. Um, right now, in our current, like what you can buy today, mm-hmm. it's it's just the basic. Maybe cur- a curved monitor can give you kind of that feeling of immersion. Um, the monitor won't move. Um, you oh, know so it's all in beta. It's it's all in beta, oh, I guess, for now. Oh, you made it sound so good. Oh, uh, you know, but there are some, you know, our our haptic gaming chair, the the mm-hmm. Cooler Master Motion One chair, will be available next month for purchase, um, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's gonna it's gonna retail for twenty three hundred dollars USD, uh, and um, and it's gonna have we already have in our D box. Connect, which is our library of movies, TV shows, games, music. We have over 2,500 pieces of content that we've already encoded with a haptic track. So wow. you can really enjoy it. Um, you know, playing games, uh, racing. You know, we, we have Forza uh, Horizon, uh, Horizon um, game on there. We've got F One Twenty Two. Um, we got a lot of racing games, of course, mm-hmm. a lot of flight sim games as well, um, and then a lot of movies and TV series on there. Right now, we're, I think, encoding Jack Ryan. We've encoded um, the Lord of the Rings um, Amazon Prime series. So we, we've, got some, we've got some more good uh, things happening, good content in our haptic library.
0: Whoa! Oh my goodness, that is blow
1: your mind, Nico. I don't know wow,
0: that is so intriguing. I never would have thought that within the next couple of years after seeing Ready Player One, that yeah. it would be so so soon. Like that is that is like like so mind blowing to even think and imagine because I can already think um when I saw uh, movies in IMAX 3D. As yeah. well as when uh, my family went on vacation to Disney one year, uh, they had a Shrek uh, VR where they had uh, moving chairs. Right. They would rumble. You would put a headset on. You would see it—not uh, headset, excuse me. You would uh, in three D, but it would right. pop out. And like when the dragon would fire up, it would get hot. Totally. And then when like uh, a uh, something splashed on, they, like the seeds had like this wet, and you would Water just get effect, sprayed yes. on and it's like that was like 15 years ago and it's like you know they had mechanical systems in place and now it sounds like the systems are more yeah it's like technological where where your body is feeling these sensations instantly and it's made that way it's coded that way from gaming where a lot of people are here are gonna be thrilled for gaming to movies to anime like what is right up my alley like oh now i'm excited for it like
1: oh heck yeah i mean you know and we've done at dbox we've done um a few different research studies to to kind of not just back i mean to to back up the the, back it up with science right Mm -hmm. that haptics can actually with our haptic technology we can reduce motion sickness in people because i i've heard that from family and friends they're like karen i can't sit in the d box motion <laughs> seats because i have vertigo or i get dizzy well you know there's something about if your feet are planted on mm-hmm. the floor when you're sitting um in in a motion act it kind of calms you down but hmm. if you do it the right way if we program it and design happiness the right way it will reduce the motion sickness and for for brands and for advertisers and marketers like me, mm-hmm. the um, the the memory retention from a fully immersive experience is stronger. You remember it more, like just like you, you remembered your Shrek experience from the 4D experience 15 years ago, and you still yep. remember oh man, the, the sights, the sound, the water effect, the Yes. It, it's true. It, it sticks with you instead of just see, instead of just seeing it or hearing it. Now you feel it. Well, that yeah. feeling lasts a, a, a while, right? So, so I, I think there's there's also you know I, I'm very always curious and intrigued about the business side of gaming and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And to me, for brands, a brand extension or brand reco- uh, to recall what is that memorable brand? Well. You know, I think I think it's going to go haptics and immersive so that you can recall, Okay, what was that thing that I really liked, that I really enjoyed, that really felt good? Oh, yeah, it was that Coca-Cola or that Mercedes Benz commercial that I saw. So so that's what we're hoping to do at D-Box is to to just, you know, let everybody know that haptics is this technology that is available to, to all, and it doesn't have to just be in a theme park anymore, or mm-hmm. even in a movie theater, you can actually have this at home, um, you know, eventually. So,
0: so is it going to start rolling out first in movie theaters and then transition to, um, at home, or is it going to be released to both?
1: Both, both, but it's, at, it's at a higher price point, right? Uh, like I said, the gaming chair starts at 2300, mm-hmm. um, Dollars We have um, at D-Box, we also uh, sell um, home theater seats. So if, if, you know, for those multimillionaires in your viewing audience who have um, in-home um, movie theaters in their house or their super yachts or their mm-hmm. private jets or whatnot, we usually um, sell these um, home theater uh, seats that we can, um, install for them. And they usually buy either four or six or eight. It's never just one seat, right? right? right, They usually like to have a whole room full. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, so we sell that and that usually starts about 10,000 per seat. Mm -hmm. And then with racing sims, racing simulators, we sell those as well. The motion kits in these racing simulators and a racing simulator fully, Fully assembled and fully turnkey with all the the steering wheel, the, the the brake pedals, the chassis, and the motion system. It can start anywhere from 8,000 to 10,000, all the way up to 50,000 if you want the top of the line. You know, if you want it to look like a real Mercedes-Benz or a Porsche or McLaren, whatever whatever bells and whistles you want, we can create that or we have partners to create uh the best racing simulator for you
0: and those are the ones that you have like the chair that you turn it and it turns with you
1: that's right that's right it's usually what the f1 pro drivers practice on if they don't you know want to go on the track uh the real track they 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 practice because again our motion cueing in dbox we try to design it to be the 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 exact same or hyper realistic motion doing mm-hmm. for what uh, the F1 driver or NASCAR pro driver will feel on the track so um so we work with a lot of the uh you know the the the, the partners in F1 and NASCAR to to create to make sure that we have all the latest tracks, um, race race tracks that they're developing for so that we know when the turns are gonna happen and and we can program that motion cueing for those tracks.
0: And these these kind of practices, it's not just a mental practice, but it, it 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 pretty much like it takes them an additional actual almost real life like you mentioned hyper realistic practice because they they don't physically have to go out there and potentially get injured uh potentially waste gas and whatnot but but they can just uh, either be in the comfort of their home or if they have it in a studio or with their team uh, they can just go there instead and practice mentally get ready and so that way, when they actually have to physically do it, they already have the mental capacity and they already know what to do physically. You, they just don't have it. to keep doing the same physical activity over and over again, just do the hyper-realistic one in order to get them ready.
1: That's right. That's exactly what they do to practice, to get ready. Yeah, it's the mental uh, preparation, but mm-hmm. it's also sort of the, the, the anticipation of, of memorizing the track. Right, mm. and, mem- uh, and and anticipating those turns, oh, and yeah, ante- yeah, yeah. so 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 the more you practice in a virtual race, and you memorize. Okay, here you know I am at the uh, French Grand Prix, and I know that there's going to be this blue lane right here. So I, here's mm-hmm. my strategy to to make sure I'm not going to spin out or do a donut there. So so it really is one of the best forms of practice for these pro drivers um, to really get, I mean, it's like, I mean, they're, they're just they're athletes, right? Right. Like, like an NBA player, NFL player, FIFA player. So, Mm -hmm. so the more repetition in a virtual setting, the better for them when they take on the real life racetrack and they can kind of, you know, uh, put their strategies to, to, to action. And plus there's a, a cost and affordability because to rent out a, a racetrack is something right. like 25,000, 50,000 a day, you know? So, so you can just buy a racing simulator for, for 25,000 and practice all, all you want, you know?
0: Wow. And it actually makes it sound Similar to uh, what we were speaking earlier about Mario Kart pretty much because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not too good at Rainbow Road, but somebody like you who already has everything memorized, you already know the kind of turns you need to be accustomed for. So that way when it's time to actually play, somebody like me who never memorizes it is it's, uh, it's uh, I lose, boom. But somebody that takes the time, especially in the F1 setting where, you know, they're practicing for a hyper-realistic map For an actual race that's going to occur, they can actually mentally prepare themselves continuously. So when it actually happens in real life, they already know okay, the strategy that me and the coach came up with, me and the team came up with, plus the hours that I practice at home or wherever I did the hyper realistic training. And now to actually do it, now, my body my mind my soul everything already knows what i'm supposed to do and how i'm supposed to do it when i'm supposed to do it and then it's just going out there and performing it
1: you got it you got it that's that's it yeah and 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 so we 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 just applied it to you know kind of the f1 nascar race car motorsports uh way Mm It can be applied to Call of Duty, right? First person shooter game where, mm-hmm. okay, so the haptics, what's the haptic application there? Well, you know, we might start to, um, let's say if, if if there's a an enemy coming on your left side and it's a, your blind spot, you might feel a tingle on the right side of your chair, you know, to, to kind of say, hey, you know, th- there's there's an enemy approaching you from your left side behind. And so be prepared to, so, so it's, it's, it's not only listening for it, looking at the visual cues on screen or in your headset, VR headset or whatever, it's now also starting to feel and anticipate kind of your next Mm. move. So, so, you know, it's, we're, we're still, you know, and we, we would love to have more um, sort of gamers help us beta, uh, beta test and 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 you know look for ways to bring haptics to other forms of um, of gaming or other genres, not just you know vehicle type or flight sims and racing sims, but first person shooters. Where are those actions, those motion cues, gonna come from? You know, so. Um, You know, I'm not a Call of Duty uh, player, but I watch a lot of it. And I mean, it's just it's it's uh, it's interesting how they just get so natural at like, you know, how quick, you know, quick they can be with with um, with uh, with the action to to win that game. So.
0: So it's actually pretty, pretty funny that you say that Um, I didn't even think about how to spot an enemy like that on some like echolocation right. kind of concept. Uh, I actually went last year to dream hack where they had a counter-strike global right. offensive, uh, which is a first person shooter. It doesn't have as many of the features that uh, call of duty has in terms of like all this care packages and stuff like that. It's just a basic, a basic, you know, first person shooter, smoke stream, grenade, flashbang and whatnot. And so to see them and to see the professionals use their headphones that are very sensitive headphones. And to know that they're actually using it to hear, like, okay, where are they stepping? Right, from? right. I can hear them. They're over here, or he's over here past this wall because he's not crouching. And to even think, if we, if there was another additional a uh, layer added on top of not just hearing them and seeing them, but now I could feel it. Like every time I'm moving over here, it's like it's get the sensation in the chair is like leaning right, this. Right. Way. I I don't know that that is so in. yeah
1: i mean and and you know one of the one of the um coolest uh response or feedback that we got from journalists at ces when we were when they were demoing assassin's creed Mm -hmm. was in the game we we have this like we we design we put the haptic design on the heartbeat so if you're low on health your heart will start to like you can feel your heartbeat and you can and so it's like again um motion cueing you to say you better find yeah, food yeah, yeah. you better find something to increase your health because oh, you are low oh, on health oh. points like something like that i think for you know for for a gamer who maybe they are trying to be the next big esports athlete or win an esports mm-hmm. competition now we all I, you know i i know that in an esports competition you can't necessarily bring all the gear with you like i don't know if they're going to allow you to bring your half the gaming chair or you know what your favorite <laughs> devices. but just like in the f1 race where you may have now developed a, a sixth sense of like you right, know right. knowing and anticipating your enemies um strategies and 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 have some some proactive moves against that i i think I think that is um, you know the future that we're trying to build and, and that's right. the type of um, initiative that we're trying to build for our gaming audience, our eSports audience um, at Dbox.
0: Wow, that is so amazing Like oh my goodness it's always amazing whenever technology and you know human innovation and imagination, Uh, And hard work, hard efforts, uh, not just on the engineers who created it, crafted it, tested it, but also, like I said earlier, you know, Nintendo wouldn't be Nintendo unless people knew what it was, (laughs) knew the kind of games it was. And that takes hard work, marketing, sales, letting people know and, you know, to work at Nintendo for 15 years and, you know, to be a part of your dream Um, you know, job from having the uh, Game & Watch as a kid to actually work for the company uh, and seeing the ups and downs that it brings, the behind the scenes, the nitty and gritty, to then now working at another revolutionary uh, company trying to disrupt the whole industry as a whole, because I can only see so... I can see so far ahead about how this could look, uh, you know, if all the pieces are aligned. So that's why I'm all giddy and happy because I'm just like, oh my goodness, that is so amazing. I do you know, I got like, this what?
1: year, 2023 is gonna be super fun for the gamers in movie theaters. You know why? Because April 7th, we've got Super Mario Brothers coming out to theaters. I don't know if you've seen the trailers, I, Brothers, April yeah. and that's D-Box, and that's a D-Box film as well, so you should watch it in a D-Box <laughs> movie um, seat. And then we also have in May, Fast 10, and um, Mm-hmm. And Fast and the Furious, that franchise was actually one of the original films that D Box. That's how we got into theaters, was because of the Fast and Furious movies. So, Fast what? 10, uh, coming out in May in theaters, is one of our, like, kind of, you know, memorable moments for, for D Box. And so, that one wow. definitely will be D Box encoded. And then later in the summer, it, sometime in August, Sony Pictures is releasing Gran Turismo, the movie. So, again, great year for gaming in movies. And that's why I kind of we we started our conversation with, you know, movie theaters and gaming kind of merging and, and colliding the worlds together. And um, there's there's definitely this is the year to, to bring them um, smack dab in the middle. Um, and, and right into the movie theaters near you.
0: Wait is that Gran Turismo the movie based off of the game? Yes Yeah what? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and there's another well there's there's another well it's not really a game but it's an F1 so Brad Pitt and Apple T, uh, Apple and Apple are working together to bring an F1 uh, movie. I, don't, I think that's coming out this year it may come out next year but again these are all great dbox films that I, I guarantee you we will encode it with um haptics and so i encourage all of your 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 fans and your viewing audience to to go out there and see it in dbox and uh just just um keep keep tuned in to to what dbox is gonna is gonna bring to the to the masses because Ready Player One is 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 here, <laughs> or is, is coming soon. Uh, it's on is the way. It's on the way. It's in real life now. Um, it's not just in the movies. So,
0: wow. Well, oh my goodness. I don't want to keep you long. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much for. Uh, literally blowing my mind. I had no idea that technology was so advanced. I definitely got to do that research regarding the CES to see what ended up happening. What were the takes that the journalists had? uh, If you could just let individuals know uh, where they can find you, where they can find uh, more of the information uh, regarding DBOC, as well as uh, anybody that is interested in getting uh, any of those chairs or systems, let them know where they can uh, find that information. Absolutely.
1: um, Your audience can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Look up Karen Mendoza and look up the keywords Nintendo or DBox. I should pop up there. Um, and then, uh, if you want to learn more about D box, you can find it. Um, you can find our website D hyphen box, dot com, And, um, you can see all of our great information there. And then as for, um, the gaming chair that we're coming out with, definitely follow dbox.com or look at my LinkedIn because I usually, uh, post everything that's, um, that uh, is out and available for people to buy or consume, um, whether it's Nintendo, D box, esports, gaming. And uh, my LinkedIn is, I, I try to keep it as, as up to date as possible. So,
0: well, thank you so much uh, for another exciting episode um, for bringing us a lot of uh, gaming, movie theaters, futuristic technology, understanding that there's a new potential, Sixth Sense. Uh, it's truly an inspiration uh, to hear about new innovative technologies uh, about your journey from um, you know having a game to then working for the game, <laughs> and this being Nintendo, uh, to then now bringing a new age of gaming, uh, a new age of experience, of sensation, uh, of literally just a new new future, I would say, because this is going to be big. If all goes well, knock on wood, hopefully it does. Uh, So, thank you once again for providing uh, this treasure trove and wealth of knowledge. If uh, you guys like this, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. I'm going to make sure to have the updated uh, links that she had mentioned in the bio. Other than that, uh, thank you so much once again, Karen, and take care and have a great day. Thank you, Nico. Had fun.
1: Thanks again. Bye bye.